Hey, Kelton, you want to record a podcast today? No. Hey. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is K2, Thinking Upward, Pressing Onward. We are going to talk about the art of saying no today, which uh, is maybe easier said than done, or easier done than said. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so I want to dive into this topic because it's kind of a follow-up to an earlier topic we, we discussed um, on commitment. Um, and so this is kind of the the follow-up to that of um, thinking, you know, the extreme of commitment is over-commitment, right? You can do too much. You can get involved in too many things. You can say yes to too many things. You can say yes every time someone asks you to do something. But it's not healthy. It's not necessarily a good thing um, when you overload yourself. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so, Kelton, what what do you think of when when you think of the word no? Um, well, first off, a lot of childhood trauma. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it is hard to say no. Um, examples that come to mind are peer pressure, parents when we were young, or when we become parents, um, and. Yeah, I think I think it is something that we struggle with. Um, if we, first off, if we don't struggle with actually saying no, then we do struggle with how we say no because sometimes we want to be nice to people and so we say no. But it's like this really watered down, like yeah. I, you know, well, you know, I was thinking about it, but you know, blah blah blah. And yeah, yeah. So here's a question. Um, why do you think it's so hard to say no? Like, I feel like so many people struggle with this of, you know, they, for whatever reason, everything in their being say, say no, say no. But then the words <laughs> yes come out of their mouth, you know, when someone asks them to commit to something or do something. Why is it so hard, do you think? <clears throat> I think there's a few reasons. Um, so one, especially for people our age, is probably FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. Um, we're worried that if we say no, like some unalterable life awesomeness will pass us by. Um, I think maybe another one is we're just so, we're so oriented around being busy, mm -hmm. um, that we're scared to say no. Um, we're in some ways, yeah, maybe we even try to hoard like opportunities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... I think of this, like, I think a big part of this is people don't want to say no because of what other people think of them, mm -hmm. whether it's mm -hmm. the person asking them or whether it's person people observing. Like, mm -hmm. if you say no, you're, I mean, sometimes people think, you know, you think of that person as, as lazy, selfish with their time. Like, mm -hmm. how can you say no to something? And so I think a lot of it is just this social factor of, you know, people are afraid of what people think of if they say no like sometimes you just need to rest like sometimes like it's not even that you're over committed it's just you need to take that time for yourself and and for your own things um and so but i think it just in our culture's view of of busy is good it just 
it comes across as being selfish, lazy, um, you know, ungiving of your time and people don't want people to think that. And so it's so easy to just say yes because of this social perception that we think people might have. For sure. And actually, I think you and I both recently experienced an awesome example of someone saying no. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't quite a no, but it was a great example. Um, so Keaton and I go to the same Bible study, right? And this Thursday, a bunch of us were, you know, things are winding down. We're like talking and we're standing in someone else's house, just kind of by the door saying goodbye. If I can interrupt you quick, you gotta love puppies. (laughs) If you can hear my dog barking, gotta love puppies. Keaton's dog, Zeus. Um... Yeah, so we were all kind of getting ready to leave Bible study, but our hostess, Autumn, um, she kind of came up to us and she was like, I love you guys. It's time for you to go. <laughs> and it, um, it, was, it was great because, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of that, oh, wow, that was very direct. But then also like, oh, wow, that was awesome. Like, yeah. Autumn loves us. She knows it's good to spend time with us, but also she knows she's got to rest for what tomorrow holds. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's cool to see someone have a certain level of comfortability of being able to say no or being mm-hmm. able to say, "Okay, guys, this is it. Get out." You know, like yeah. <laughs> you know, in a nice way. Like it's yeah. it's a good quality to have because you know if you if you just say yes to everything if you just allow people it's I don't want to really use the word letting people trample over you but in a sense it, it kind of is and as, as you commit to things and commit to things people are like oh that guy will say yes so I'm gonna ask him you know and it it gets to be this dangerous dangerous level where we get so much and we're trying to juggle so much that we just can't do a good quality job on each thing and so overloading your schedules with certain things can just be detrimental um, in in producing good work, quality work, um, quality time that you're you're giving people. Um, so anyway, um, I guess we kind of touched on it, but maybe if you want to go into a little bit more depth on um, maybe when to say no, mm-hmm. um, what circumstances we should say no, um, and yeah, so forth. Yeah, um, I think, well, there's quite a few. There's when um, something infringes on our needs. Um, so one example of this would be, like, sleep. Like, mm-hmm. I need to sleep in order to do good work, and work is very important. Like, I, I deal with people. I need to be on point. Um, so if... You know, if something were to impinge on that for me, like, I can't serve others if, well, I can't serve right. others well if I right. don't sleep good. Like, yeah. So that's not to say that there's not a point, like, something comes up and I should lose some sleep to to help or whatever. But um, I think anything that, yeah, just sort of um, p- 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 uh, takes energy from... From the things that we need to do to just maintain ourselves and good upkeep. Yeah. And I think there's times when you can begrudgingly say no. And what I mean by that is there are times 
to say yes to something that you don't really want to do because you know it's beneficial either for yourself or for others you know it's needed whatever so I don't think every time you say yes needs to be a case of like you're gung-ho about it but I also think that if you really have a lot of reservations when someone asks you to do something or, or you're going to commit to something, if you do have a lot of reservations, I think you really have to examine, like, why do I have those reservations? Why am I hesitant about this? And, you know, as you start to explore those things, maybe you discover, you know, the reason you're so hesitant about it is because it isn't a good thing to commit to. It's not a thing that is benefiting you or others. Maybe you're just tired, you're overloaded, whatever. And so I think just knowing, you know, almost that subconscious voice of like, you know, say no, say no. Like I was saying earlier, you know, it's, you know, everything in your being can say, be saying, say no. And then yes comes out of your mouth. And it's like, maybe think about it a little bit before you speak and you and you make that commitment because as we said earlier in that earlier episode like commitment is important and like when you commit to something you should follow through with it so it it kind of goes hand in hand of really thinking carefully about what we commit to and so forth and i think it might be better for us to say no to something even if it's good than to commit to something Mm-hmm. Only like half-hearted, right? Um, especially depending on what the thing is. Yeah, for sure. And and yeah, I, like I said, I think there are times you can you can hesitantly say yes, and that's okay because you know, like it's good. Like ultimately, is good for you, even though you know you're <clears throat> not really in that moment feeling it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, like you said, you have to carefully think about it and and why you're doing those things. So um, kind of the other thing I wrote down is I think it's just important to not let other people dictate your schedule, to not be, to not have your life dictated by other people's agendas. Mm -hmm. And and that sounds kind of selfish just because I don't know if that's just like a cultural thing where it's like, you know you don't want to be selfish with your time but in some regards you don't want your time to be dictated or controlled by other people's expectations other people's um yeah just what they expect from you you know they they have this these agendas and they're you know they know that you'll say yes and it's like i i don't think if we're gonna give people quality time quality work um that that we should say yes to those things because that's an expectation of us, you know. God made us to serve, but not to be doormats. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, The other thing I just wanted to touch on um, briefly is this idea of, and we've been kind of talking about it throughout this episode, but this idea of self-care and being, coming from a helping profession myself, like, in college, like, my professors would always preach this idea of self-care, you know, you got to take care of yourself, you got to take care of yourself, because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to help others, and we'd do some crazy things, like, you know, um, uh, connect the dots, like, really intense ones for adults, and, you know, at the time, I'm just like, okay, this is kind of silly, like, am I actually going to do this, but, you know, like, as, as I've gone actually out into the workforce and the career like I've realized how important that actually is and 
how important it is to take care of yourself, to take time for yourself, to take a break, to remove yourself. I mean, throughout the Bible, Jesus would go by himself into the mountains to pray and just to have that energy and that rejuvenation um, that he got from that. So remember to take time for yourself and it's okay to say no to take time for yourself. It's not being selfish. It's just, you know, you have to recharge and rejuvenate. And especially for me being more of an introvert, that's how I gain more energy is, is in, in time alone. So even medical professionals, like mm -hmm. first responders, are taught the first thing they do when they arrive on scene is they see if it's safe. Mm -hmm. If it is not safe, they do not help. Mm -hmm. um, and that might seem heart heartless, but the simple fact of the matter is if you're there to help and you're taken out of commission, you're just another casualty. Mm -hmm. Like there's, n you can't help. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so, yeah, just um, understanding that you know, you have to take care of yourself in order for you to be a benefit to others is very important. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's move on a little bit and talk a little bit about just this cultural idea of busyness. Because I think in our culture, we equate busyness with importance. Like mm -hmm. that, for whatever reason, our culture thinks if you're busy, if you're like scrambling to get from one place to the next, you're scram you know, you're working 50, 60 hours a week, just like it proves importance. I think our culture has this mindset. Um, you know, the busier you are, the more money you're making, the more important you are, the more influence in, in social spheres, whatever. It's this idea of busyness is good. Busyness is important. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like that's just this cultural mindset that we have to get away from. Mm -hmm. um, because, yeah, I think it is okay to just, you know, chill at home on a Monday night, read a book. You know, like mm -hmm. you don't always have to go to one activity to the next. I don't know. Well, I think some of that is because um, our culture is built on the idea of people becoming valuable. Um, so even children are considered valuable, not for what they are, but for what they could become. Um, and, and so we're told just like our, our whole lives that, um, value is in the things that we do, how well we do them, how much we do, um, how much we accomplish our, our works that we put out. Do you write books? How many trade deals have you cut with that other company? Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, yeah, if you haven't accomplished anything, then you're not worth anything, which is totally opposite of what God's view of value is for us. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the Christian perspective is you are not valuable for anything that anyone else says about you, for anything that you do or will do or could do. You are valuable because you exist. Mm -hmm. You are precious because you are made in the image of God. You are valuable before you do anything or whether you do anything. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah. Yeah. Different. So, what are some, what do you think are some practical ways to not overload your schedule? What are practical ways to take care of yourself, to gain rest? What do you think? 
Um, I would say saying no to to little things. Um, meaning, like, you and I are very good at taking time in the weekend to just, like, shut mm-hmm. down, go away, and hide from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like, we record podcasts on the weekends, but we, you know, even though we're friends, like, we also spend time away from each other, away from the world. Um, and, yeah, I think that's okay. Setting up routines that allow us to have that time to recharge, yeah. whether it's as small as an hour or as big as a day. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think another very real one is the the biblical concept of a Sabbath. Mm. Um, God essentially tells us that wired into his creation is the idea of taking a break. Um, this was true in the case of resting on the seventh day. God is God. He's an infinite being. He doesn't need to rest. Um, but he, he told the Jewish people to rest not only on every seventh day, um, but in every seventh year, and then every, like, oh, I forget if it was like 77th year, the year of Jubilee, um, there, there were special Sabbaths built in, and not just for the people, but even for the land, letting fields lie fallow. Um, yeah, I think, uh, surely we're made to work, but just as right. surely we're made to, like, right. take a break. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and I think... If you spend too much time in any one thing, you can just, it it wears you out. So too much time at work, too much time, I would say even at church, um, while church is very good, you can overload yourself with with that. Um, I think, you know, overload yourself with certain friend groups or whatever. You spend too much time doing one, one thing it just it just wears you out and so taking that sabbath to intentionally take breaks from different things um i like to like certain days i do homework and certain days i don't and so i have a little bit of a a division with that and so just trying to fit in my schedule where things work so it's not one thing isn't constantly overloading me and and just causing too much stress so yeah um yeah I think to to share a quote from someone, um, I read a little bit of stuff by one Scott Bailey, um, and he shout out Mr. Scott Bailey, boom, he's the man. Um, he, I read something recently um, by him. The invitation to rest is not necessarily an invitation to inactivity. It is an invitation to stop the unnecessary work we make for ourselves. And it is also an invitation to return to proper alignment in our relationships with God and with each other. Because when we're properly aligned to work, the work, or sorry, when we're properly aligned, the work we do will be more effective and we'll find rest. Yeah, I think that's great. I think we'll end there. Thanks for listening to this episode of K2. We'll catch you guys next time. Stay crispy.